Welcome to episode three of Hold On To Your Butts podcast. I am your host, Logan Lewis. How's everyone been doing? How's your week been? Mine sure has been crazy, and we've got a lot to talk about today, so let's just get right into it. If you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at LoganLewis96, and you can find me on Instagram at LoganLewis96. You can also hit me up on Snapchat, send me funny stuff on Snap, uh, at L-A-L-E-W-96. That's La Lewis, or La Lou 96. If you want to follow the social uh, media of the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter, at Butts Podcast, that's at B-U-T-T-S Podcast, or the Instagram, at Hold On To Your Butts Pod. On there, I'll be firing out content relation related to the show. Uh, hit me up on there, talk to me about your thoughts on the podcast, ask me questions, maybe I'll start doing some kind of a Q&A or a, a weekly viewer or listener question, something like that, we'll see. Um, but without further ado, let's get right into it. Let's get into movie talk. First thing I want to talk to you about is Solo, A Star Wars Story. Now, uh, the way I'm going to do this review is, is how I did my Deadpool 2 review. I'm going to go five minutes talking about the movie in general, and then five minutes I'll do uh, spending on the spoiler talk. So, uh, if you haven't seen Solo Star Wars Story, uh, it's okay, because I'm about to tell you just general things about the movie. So, I enjoyed it. I um, I think it's, uh, it was alright. Um, it was a good, it was a good Star Wars movie, let's just say. I, uh, there was good action in it. Uh, the cast was pretty great. Um, of course, playing Han Solo wasn't Harrison Ford, but that's okay because, yeah, what are you going to do? He's It's an origin story. Harrison Ford's like 70, almost 80 years old. It It's not going to be... It's not going to be Harrison Ford playing Han Solo in a Han Solo origin movie. So we got Alden... I freaking... Uh, I'm sorry if I butcher this last name, but it's... Alden Ehrenreich, Ehrenrich, um, I'm sorry if I bitchered the last name, but I enjoyed his Han Solo interpretation, it wasn't him the whole movie trying to do an impression of Harrison Ford, no, it was his version of the character, and I didn't mind it, uh, we had, for the supporting cast, we had Woody Harrelson playing Beckett, his mentor, Amelia Clark uh, playing his love interest, Donald Glover playing Lando Calrissian, uh, and the, yeah, it was great. Um, I really enjoyed the supporting cast, and of course we had Chewbacca, but um, played by a different actor, J- Jonas Sutamo, I think is how you pronounce it. Again, I'm sorry if I butcher your name. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed the action in this movie. It was a good, st- fun Star Wars popcorn flick. There was humor in the movie, but it didn't always land. The uh, Alden tried to do some like sarcastic humor as Han Solo, and it just it just didn't come off that funny. Sometimes it didn't land, but at the same time, it did land in some scenes. So I can't trash the humor. The supporting cast was amazing. However, I think the supporting cast is what made this movie what it was. Uh, Woody Harrelson did fantastic. I completely forgot Woody Harrelson was in this movie until I saw it. I thought, oh crap, Woody Harrelson's in this movie. Sweet. Um, Amelia Clark killed it in her role. She kills in every role she's in. I love her. She's great in Game of Thrones. Um, Donald Glover as Lando was great. I wouldn't be surprised if they, uh, 
Fast Track Orlando origin movie, I think that would be highly uh, highly anticipated by many people. He did a good job as Lando. Again, not an, not an impersonation the whole movie, but rather his own take on the character, and it was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think the runtime was a little longer than it should have been. It was like two hours and 20 minutes. It didn't need to be that long. They could have cut that down easily to two hours, maybe even an hour 45. There was a lot of scenes in this movie that kind of dragged on. But then again, the action scenes, when they did happen, were great. I really enjoyed it. It's Star Wars fun. Um, yeah. Oh, I almost forgot. Paul Bettany, the guy who plays Vision in the MCU, plays the villain. And I'll be honest with you, the villain in this movie is suffers from what most villains suffer from in the MCU, which is they're just... Yeah, you know, they're just, whatever. I mean, he's just there because they needed a villain. Um, he was threatening at times. I did feel like there was a pressure, this movie, um, to... Let me read you the official synopsis so you, uh, so you get it. During an adventure into the criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters Lando Calrissian years before joining the Republic. That's not a very good synopsis, however, um... Whatever. Uh, it was directed by Ron Howard, which... It's hard because this movie had a lot of problems behind the scenes. There was director swaps, there was rewrites, there was reshoots. Um, they essentially reshot the entire movie. Um, there are other directors, I don't remember their names, but they're not important because they are not credited, I don't think. Or actually, you know what? I'm sorry, they're credited as producers, I think. And writers. Okay, good. So, this movie suffered from a lot of behind the scenes. And you can tell there's a lot of tone swaps throughout the film. But, all in all, I'd give this... I think I gave it a 3 or a 4 out of 5. I did enjoy a lot. There were a few flaws, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. Okay. So, I'm about to talk spoilers. So, the way this is going to work is, as soon as this hits an even seven minute mark, um, I want you to look five minutes ahead. You could just fast forward five minutes and I will be done exactly. Um, so, starting at the seven minute mark, I'm just talking to uh, get to that point. You can uh, fast forward five minutes if you haven't seen Solo, but if you have seen Solo, please enjoy, buckle up, and get ready for the ride. Alright, spoiler alert. I now am talking spoilers for Star Solo, A Star Wars Story. How about Darth Maul, dude? What? So, at the very ending of the movie, for those of you who just don't care about spoilers, uh, Amelia Clark's character, at the end of the movie, there's a lot of, there's a lot of back and forth backstabbing uh, in this movie. Woody Harrelson's character does it. Amelia Clark's character does it. And at the end, she helps Han and Chewie escape. But then she radios into her master. And it's Darth Maul. Uh, starts, he's sitting there in a hood. And at first I'm thinking, who the hell is this? It's probably the Emperor or some just Sith Lord or something. And he takes off his hood and it's freaking Darth Maul. And I have never been more shocked in a movie, probably, I mean, Infinity War shocked me in many ways, but holy hell, 
I did not expect that. Holy hell. Darth Maul is alive. That means it is canon now. Darth Maul is alive, folks. It was cool. It showed the lower half of his body, too. Um, he, as you remember, in the uh, prequel movie, in Episode 1 of Phantom Menace, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi sliced him in half after he'd killed Qui-Gon Jinn, rest in peace. Um, and he fell down the trench to his apparent death. Well, spoiler alert, he didn't die. He's alive. Somehow. Um, it's very cool. I think it was the original actor that played Darth Maul in the uh, in the original movie. So that's pretty cool. But he looked older. He looked uh, grizzled and uh, just war-torn. This man definitely looks like he survived a fall. And he's been in quite a few battles since that event in uh, A Phantom Menace. But now this creates an opportunity here for them to make Darth Maul a presence in the in the uh, new trilogy, uh, the Ryan Johnson trilogy that they are creating after the um, episode 9 comes out. We will have a new opportunity to maybe make Darth Maul the center villain, or at least the center villain of one of the movies and give him the proper screen time that he deserves. Darth Maul is one of the most powerful Siths in the Star Wars universe, so of course many fans were outraged when they killed him in the first episode in such a weak one. F there was one fight. There was arguably a second fight in, or a first fight in Tatooine, but it lasted twenty five seconds. But all in all, Darth Maul, I am so hyped for the future of Star Wars now. I mean, they could do. There's talks of an Obi Wan Kenobi movie, and they could easily make Darth Maul the villain of the Obi Wan movie. Because they're supposed to show, if they do make this Obi-Wan movie, what happened after Obi-Wan left Anakin to die. Well, he thought to die. On uh, that planet where he ultimately starts to become Darth Vader. Um, the time in between that event and when he meets Luke on Tatooine. So there's there's like 50 years of... of or not 50 years, but there's like 30 years of time that they could f just explore... Um, in this for this character and Darth Maul could be the easiest villain they could choose. I I I hope they do it. I pray that they do it. This this needs to happen. This absolutely needs to happen. Um yeah, but other than Darth Maul, the movie was great. I enjoyed uh how Chewie met Han, how the Empire captured Han and threw him into a pit and the beast that was going to eat him is Chewbacca. I enjoyed that. I did not see that coming. I thought it was going to be one of those beasts that Luke had to fight off in Return of the Jedi. But no, it was Wookiee. Sure enough, it's Chewbacca. I liked how Lando um, basically was like, yeah, I'm cool with you, but at the same time, I'm only here to do this mission and I'm here to get out. He wasn't in it to win it. Um, and at the very end, of course, when Han and Chewie find Lando again... They meet up with him and blah blah blah. You can assume that more Avengers are, ha are aven adventures. Avengers adventures are had. So, excuse me. Uh, yeah. All in all, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, please go see it. That Darth Maul scene just literally made everybody in the crowd cheered. Like it was just such a great reaction to such a beloved Star Wars character coming back. And uh, yeah. There you go. That was spoiler talk for Star Wars Story.
Hello, if you're just joining us back, we're done talking about solo spoilers. And with that being said, the movie is a four out of five stars for me. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the Shawshank Redemption. Now, surprisingly, I had never seen the Shawshank Redemption. And those of you who need a refresher, Shawshank Redemption was directed by Frank Darabont, and it starred Tim Robbins, Morgan Freeman, and others. This movie is fantastic. Um, This movie is probably one of the greatest movies ever made. I'm pretty sure it's critically considered one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, It came out in 1994. Uh, It's a crime drama about... Uh, this man who is thrown into prison. Here, uh, official synopsis says, Two imprisoned men bond over a number of years, finding solace and eventual redemption through acts of common decency. And that's what this movie... Basically, this main character, played by Tim Robbins, his name is Andy DeFriends. I'm pretty sure that's how they pronounced it. Well, Andy gets framed for murder and gets thrown into prison. And I don't remember correctly if they ever actually say if he committed the murder or not. Forgive me. Um, But this was a great movie. Uh, So basically he gets framed for murder, thrown into prison. And he keeps to himself. He's he's just trying to be... You know, he gets two two life sentences. So he he has no choice. He's going to be here and for... Going to be in prison for life. In Shawshank Prison. And, uh... Yeah, so Andy starts to try to befriend other prisoners, one of which is Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's character, Red, has a big uh, prison influence in this. He's like one of those like heavy hitters, like almost like, a, I don't want to say a gang leader because he's not really a gang leader. He's just like the leader of their group of friends in the prison. And he befriends him and starts to get close with him and close with his guys. And it just turns into this movie where... You know, he, he tries to fund a library for, uh, for, the, for the prison, um, and the warden starts to work with him. And since uh, Andy on the outside world was a banker, he started to let the officers do their tax returns through him. And eventually he starts finding out that this prison is quite corrupt. Uh, the warden is laundering money, or uh, yeah, that's what he's doing. And uh, Andy starts to befriend the warden and starts to do that to him. And the twist in this movie is so good, I don't want to spoil it. It is so good. I know this movie's been out for close to 20 years, but damn, watch this movie, please. I cannot stress it enough. A a few weeks ago, my grandparents were visiting me. They were visiting us. And they were like, you should watch The Shawshank Redemption. And I was like, nah, it looks boring. It looks from the trailer. Movie trailers back in the day didn't do the movies justice. The movie trailer for Shawshank Redemption is awful. It made me yawn. It made me want to fall asleep. But the movie was so good start to finish. I I cannot recommend it enough. The Shawshank Redemption. Please watch it. I gave it 5 out of 5. That Just one of... Probably one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Let's talk about The Gift. Uh, the Gift stars Joel Edgerton, Jason Bateman, and Rebecca Hall. Those are basically the only three characters. The official synopsis reads as a young married couple's lives are thrown into a harrowing tailspin when an acquaintance from the husband's past brings mysterious gifts and a horrifying secret to light after more than 20 years. This movie was directed by Joel Edgerton, written by Joel Edgerton, and stars Joel Edgerton. And this was a good movie. 
it was very uh very very uh suspenseful uh it was on netflix we just watched it because hey why not it's got jason bateman in it jason bateman's a good actor he's very he's a very funny comedian so why not let's try it uh and we really liked it this movie uh basically this wife and husband move to this area they need a fresh start and they bump into at the supermarket this uh man played by joel edgerton uh his name is uh gordy uh, he, he is from the husband's past. They went to, I think, high school together, and they grew up together, and uh, this man comes off immediately as just a weirdo, right? Like, he comes off as a man that's very troubled, very socially awkward, and Jason Bateman's character uh, starts to avoid him as much as possible, tries to get his wife to avoid him as much as possible. Sorry, Jason Bateman's character is Simon, and his wife's uh, Robin. Uh I really enjoyed this. Um, the the suspense was great. Like the, every and every once in a while, this character played by Joel uh, would leave a gift on the front porch, saying like, "Great to see you." It started out small like that. It was like a card, like "Great to see you." Uh, I hope we could meet up sometime. And then like the man would come by their house during the day and like stalk the wife, and it was really creepy. Like this almost had this had a lot of horror elements in it. I really liked that. And I definitely recommend you watch this movie. I think I gave it a three out of uh, five stars only because there were many scenes in this movie. The runtime of this movie, I think, is about an hour and 45 minutes. It's not too long, but again, it could have been shorter. Yeah, an hour and 48 minutes. It could have been a lot shorter, this movie. Um, but yeah, look up The Gift. Uh, definitely good. Check it out. And those are the movies that I've seen recently. So let's jump into trailer talk. We got lots of trailers that dropped this week. Let's kick it off with a trailer that dropped last week. Uh, when I recorded last week's episode, I didn't catch this one in time, so I'm covering it now. It's called Skyscraper. It's an action crime drama that stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Directed by Rawson Marshall, Marshall Thurber. And the uh, official synopsis says, FBI hostage rescue team leader and U.S. war veteran Will Sawyer, who now assesses security for skyscrapers. On assignment in Hong Kong, he finds the tallest, safest building in the world suddenly ablaze, and he's been framed for it. A wanted man on the run, Will must find these responsible, clear his name, and somehow rescue his family who is trapped inside the building above the fire line. So pretty intense. Um... Here's the thing about this trailer, and nothing against The Rock, because didn't The Rock just put out a movie like three months ago? Like Rampage? This man doesn't stop. This man is working hard. This movie comes out July 13th, uh, so right after 4th of July weekend you'll be able to catch this flick. It'll probably be a good summer flick, but here's the thing. I saw the whole movie in this trailer. Don't watch this trailer. Uh, if you can avoid it, do. Just know that The Rock is starring in an action movie, and it's going to be badass. And that's all I have to really say about it. My complaint is, you know, movies suffer from showing too much in the trailer. And this movie definitely shows every... I feel like I saw the first, second, and third acts of this movie. So, please, movie uh, trailers, stop showing the whole movie. You don't need to sell me on the whole movie. You need to tell me that The Rock is starring in a movie about a skyscraper that's on fire and he's got to find and rescue his family in it. That's all I need to know. I don't even need a trailer for this movie. 
we're at the point now, after Jumanji and Rampage, that the movie doesn't even... I don't even need to see a thing about the movie. All I need to know is that The Rock is in it, and he's doing badass things. And I'm sold. That's all I need to know. Thank you. That was trailer talk on Skyscraper. Let's talk about a trailer that's been out for quite a while now, but I haven't gotten to talk about it. But every time I see this trailer, I think it's going to be amazing. Bohemian Rhapsody, directed by Brian Singer. Uh, this official synopsis says, A chronicle of the years leading up to Queen's legendary appearance at the live ad in 1985 concert. Now, this is a biopic about Freddie Mercury excuse me, and Queen. As a, as a whole. Rami Malek plays Freddie Mercury. And the rest of the cast is basically unknown. But, uh, oh, Mike Myers is in there. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so this is a movie about Freddie Mercury and his rise to fame. I can't wait for this movie. This, this trailer is cut together beautifully. They mix Queen's greatest hits like Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, We Are the Champions. All those great songs are in this trailer. And every time I see this trailer, I think... Number one, that uh, Raimi looks just like Freddy. It's actually quite scary. This was perfect casting for this movie. And this movie comes out November 2nd of this year, and November 2nd can't, can't, come, come, can't come soon enough. So, with that being said, there you go. Bohemian Rhapsody, please go check this trailer out. It gives me goosebumps every time I see it. It looks so good. Boom. Let's talk about another trailer that came out. We got so many trailers this week. Let's talk about Wreck-It Ralph 2. Ralph Breaks the Internet. This movie comes out November 21st, 2018. Six years after the events of Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph and Vanellope, now friends, discover a Wi-Fi router in their arcade, leading them into a new adventure. This movie is directed by Phil Johnson and Rich Moore, and of course it stars John C. Riley returning as Ralph. It's... Uh, yeah, basically everybody is in this movie. This trailer is crazy. Okay, so so it shows Vanellope and Ralph getting, boom, transported into the, the internet. It shows Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Google, Apple. You can see all the big logos and everything. And you know, like, all of the, the rulers of the internet. And then at one point, it takes you to the Disney website and you get... Your mind gets blown with Disney fan crap. You see all of the original Disney princesses voiced by all of the original actors and actresses. Are you kidding? You see Elsa, Anna, Rapunzel, Merida, Moana, Mulan, uh, Belle, Cinderella, Snow White, all of them. Sorry if I'm forgetting anyone else, but holy shit. Excuse my language, but th th this means that the th this is Disney's way of saying that every Disney movie that has ever come out takes place in the same universe. So they have a cinematic universe. They just have never crossed over. And boom, Wreck-It Ralph is the crossover movie. This this looks so good. I'm so, I really enjoyed the first Wreck-It Ralph movie. And then there's a, a scene in the trailer where you see Marvel. And you see Disney stuff. Or, or, I'm sorry, you see Marvel and you see Star Wars stuff. Here in the cast list, it says Anthony Daniels is playing C-3PO. So that means C-3PO is in this movie. 
what the hell? This is going to be great. This is going to be a good movie. I cannot wait for this. Please go check out this trailer if you haven't seen it already. I can't I can't wait. Uh November uh 8 or November 21st cannot come quick enough. Let's switch gears and talk about Bumblebee. Yeah, that's right. Bumblebee. Not Transformers 5. Bumblebee. This movie comes out December 21st, 2018. On the run in the year 1987, Bumblebee finds refuge in a junkyard in a small Californian beach town. Charlie, on the cusp of turning 18 and trying to find her place in the world, discovers Bumblebee, battle-scarred and broken. This is directed by Travis Knight, and it stars Haley Steinfeld, Martin Short, Pamela Adlon, and more. This movie, I don't know. I don't know. I for com- I, again, I completely forgot we were getting a uh, a Bumblebee origin movie. This is this is weird. This is it looks like to me that they're trying to reboot the Transformers movies because take it take it or leave it. The first movie was good. The second movie was awful. The third movie was good. The fourth movie was all right, and this fifth movie was awful. I mean. I did buy it, but only because I want to have a complete collection of all these movies so one day I can sit down with my son and educate him on some of the greatest movies ever made. Now, again, box office-wise, Transformers, uh, the most recent one, did not do well. I mean, of course it hit a billion dollars, I think. Or if it didn't, it hit a little short of a billion dollars. But these movies make a lot of money. So, of course they're going to make them until we all die. And beyond that, this movie, I guess, from the trailer, you see this woman purchase a car, just like uh, Sam Woodwicky did, Shia LaBeouf's character in the first Transformers movie, and it's Bumblebee. She takes it home. Of course he transforms, and she is she sees the true nature of this character. And Bumblebee in this movie is not bigger than a house like he is in the normal movies. He is smaller, possibly quote-unquote, a child in Transformers terms, I guess. Um, He is definitely bruised and broken wherever he came from. Cybertron, he definitely uh, has been through some shit, okay? So, Starscream is in this trailer. Uh, So, I guess Starscream's the villain, and I'm pretty sure Starscream is one of Bumblebee's biggest foes, along with... Uh, Megatron being Optimus Prime's foe. Scarscream is like Bumblebee's like nemesis type thing, I, I guess. Um, I'm trying to figure out if maybe Optimus Prime is going to be in this movie. And if he is, is he going to look like Optimus Prime? Because think about it. They don't specify whether this is a new Transformers universe. We know that Bumblebee was like the main dude in the original movies that everyone loved. Everyone loved Bumblebee. Ah, Bumblebee's so great. But, again, he can't talk. But is Optimus Prime going to be in this movie? Who knows? This is very soon. Transformers, the last one came out, was it, was it last summer? It couldn't have been that soon. So they've been working on this thing for a while now. Um, yeah, this, this trailer... Was like was good. I, I liked it. I don't know. I, I'm I'm on the fence. I think it could be good, but I think it could be awful. It's 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 just a it's a toss up. We'll see. I guess we'll see. 
So let's talk about another trailer. That's right, another one. Let's talk about The Lego Movie 2, the second part. This movie comes out February 8th of 2019, the official synopsis. It's been five years since everything was awesome and the citizens are facing a huge new threat. Lego Duplo invaders from outer space wrecking everything faster than they can rebuild. This, of course, stars Chris Pratt as Bennett, I'm pretty sure was his name, Allison Brie, Stephanie Beatrice, um, Elizabeth Banks, Channing Tatum, Will Arnett, Nick Offerman, Jonah Hill, Charlie Day. Of course, all of these great cast members from the first movie are back. I cannot wait for this movie. The Lego Movie 1 really surprised me, and I think the world, about how good it was going to be. We saw this trailer for the first one and thought, oh god, this movie is going to be just another stupid kids movie, but actually, this movie was awesome. After I saw this movie, I was singing that song for two weeks. The Lego Movie 2 looks awesome, man. So it looks like um, the trailer starts out and they're like this Mad Max post-apocalyptic world. And it's just, and it's weird. And it's, I don't know how many kids are going to be able to like get on board with that. But the, <laughs> but the, the vibe of this trailer is hilarious. Like there's some jokes in this trailer that made me laugh out loud. I uh, I can't wait for this. It's it's going to be great. And the last Lego movie, the Lego Ninjago movie, I know didn't do that well. But then again, that's because they took a lesser known property and made a movie about it. No one wanted a Lego Ninjago movie. If anything, a Lego Star Wars, Lego Indiana Jones, uh, Lego... I would have loved to see a Lego Superman movie and a Lego Green Lantern movie because Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum st- starred those two. In, or played the voice of those two in the original Lego movie. So, why not? I mean, yeah, why not? But, all in all, I mean, Chris Pratt is just awesome. Everything Chris Pratt does, I am behind. This trailer reeled me in, just like the first one did. It sounds like they got a terrible, terrible new song, and it's going to be stuck in all of our heads for the weeks after we see this movie in 2019. Got a while to go for this movie. This is pretty early for a first trailer, now that I think about it. It is only June, and we are seeing a trailer for this movie. It doesn't come out for six months, or longer. But either either way, I enjoyed this trailer. I can't wait for this. Please go check out the trailer for the Lego Movie 2, the second part. Final trailer to discuss. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, this movie comes out December 14th, 2018. Uh, there is not an official synopsis. It just says, plot kept under wraps. This movie stars Haley Steinfeld, Jake Johnson, Liev Schreiber, and more. It's directed by Bob Perkachetti and Peter Ramsey. Uh, this movie looks good. I um, At first, I was not into the whole, like... Why are they making an animated Spider-Man movie? We just got uh, Spider-Man Homecoming last summer. We're getting Spider-Man Homecoming 2 this coming summer. Why Why are we getting... Why? So, yeah, why? We're getting uh, a, an animated Spider-Movie. And it looks like it's Miles Morales, the uh, African-American Spider-Man, um, is very young. He looks like he's maybe a couple... Maybe a sophomore in high school, and he... He looks like he meets a older Peter Parker. Um, 
Yeah, so that's very interesting dynamic going to be happening between the two. The animation style of this movie is the real thing that people are talking about. The animation style for this movie looks incredible. They've got like, if you've ever played the video game Borderlands, they got like a comic book-y looking animation type style to it. And every once in a while in the trailer, like, he would be thinking about something and then the thought bubble would come up. Or there would be a panel where he web swings and it would look like an action panel in the comic book. So that's very cool. The animation style for this looks great. Uh, it's, it, yeah, it, it just looks great. There's, it, it's gonna be a good time. It looks like Kingpin is in this movie. That's who Leif Schreiber is voicing. Uh, Gwen Stacy's in this movie as Spider-Girl or something, whoever she is. Or Spider-Gwen. Yeah, Spider-Gwen. Um, it, it looks good. I, I'm, I'm eager to see what this movie, uh, brings. Um, with, with, uh, the Spider-Man movie and the Bumblebee movie and, uh, Freddie Mercury movie coming out all in November, December time, it's gonna be a great, uh, fall winter season for movies usually summer is the the big you know the banger of movies and entertainment but it looks like we're gonna get a pretty good lineup this fall so that was movie mania that was a lot sorry for that that was about 30 minutes spent on just movies which is dope because who doesn't love movies but now let's get into good stuff let's talk about music mayhem let's talk about some new releases some singles and some albums, and some just music I've been just generally listening to recently. So, I've been listening to Yay by Kanye West. Yay by Kanye West. This album has been highly anticipated for years now, it seems like. Uh, this movie came out with seven tracks. Um, the highlight tracks that I, out of the seven, I kept four of them. I kept Yikes, All Mine, Wouldn't Leave, and Violent Crimes. There's a lot of good source, there's a lot of good subject matter in this album. Uh, they, let's talk about the album cover. The album cover is so dumb. It's just a picture of mountain ranges, and I'll get to that in a second, with the writings, I hate being bipolar, it's awesome. Uh, there's not an album title, there's not an album artist on there it's just that and apparently on the way to the album listening party in wyoming of all places kanye snapped this picture of the of the mountain ranges on his iphone and just said let's make this the wallpaper and bada boom bada bing it's the wallpaper of the album which is dope it's weird what uh yeah so there's kanye west's album i gave it a uh I'm pretty sure I gave it a four out of five stars. Um, I enjoyed a lot of the subject matter. It it delves into Kanye's political opinions. It talks about Stormy Daniels. It talks about Donald Trump. It talks about a lot of the things that uh, Kanye's been in the news about lately. It talks about Kim Kardashian. It talks about his kids. I'm sorry, I gave it a three out of five stars. It talks about his kids, it talks about his family life, it talks about who he is as an artist, where who where he's been, where he's where he's going, and I liked it. Uh, they're not bangers. Let's get this straight. Kanye is not a rapper. I, I consider Kanye something different. Kanye is an artist. There's a difference between a, be, being a musician and an artist. There's few... Uh, there, there are few acts in music that I consider artists. And none of those... Another one of those acts I consider artists is The weekend. Anything The weekend does is just pure art. 
Um, yeah. So that's Kanye West's new album. Check it out. If you like Kanye West and you like rap music and you like uh, whatever, listen to Kanye West's new album. Yay. Let's talk about another... Or not an album. It's called an EP, but let's talk about Suwap EP by Joe Moses. This album launched... or. EP, sorry, launched with another, also seven songs. Out of those seven, I only kept three. The three songs that I kept are Back Going Brazy featuring Future, Bag featuring Wiz Khalifa, and No Ye Shit featuring Snoop Dogg. Um, these songs are okay. I ha- Honestly, since I've listened to this EP, I haven't listened to the songs again. I'm going to have to listen to them again. Um, I gave it a two out of five stars, I believe. I didn't... Nothing stood out. The, the song of Future is pretty catchy. That's going to be a club banger. Um, the, actually, now that I remember it, these songs are great. <laughs> Sorry for completely being bipolar. or Not bipolar, but just like doing a complete 180 on you. But these songs are great. The Snoop Dogg one stood out to me because I remember seeing it on the track list and going, Snoop Dogg, okay, that's interesting. And it's great. I like it. Uh, check out the CP if you like Joe Moses. Uh, he's a prote- protege of Ty Dolla Sign. Not that Ty Dolla Sign is a god in the rap game, but any song, this is a fact, any song Ty Dolla Sign is in, it's a hit. Don't quote me on that. Actually, quote me on that. Every song Ty Dolla Sign is in is a hit. Boom. Banging. Next album. Let's talk about Amos. Or Amos. By Michael Ray. This is a country album. Yes, I listen to country music. Get over it. Uh, This album came out last Friday, as well as the others. Uh, It's got 11 songs, but out of those 11, I kept four. I believe I also gave this a three out of... uh, Yeah, I gave it two out of five stars. It's okay. Um, the, The songs I kept are One That Got Away, Her World or Mine, You're On... And Girl from Spring Break. Girl from Spring Break is good. Um, and so is the one that got away. Uh, the other two were alright. Uh, it's just the ones... When I, when I listen to an album, I listen for songs that are replayable. Um, the Kanye album is great as a whole, but when I rate albums, I rate them on replayability. And am I going to be listening to Michael Ray in six months? No, I'm not. I'm not. These are summer songs that I'll be listening to for the next three months. And... I will probably never listen to them again until next summer when I make more summer playlists. Um, no offense to Michael Ray, he's a good and upcoming country artist. Just, it's nothing that stands out completely, that's why I only gave it a 2 out of 5. Um, but these songs are good, you should check out the whole album if you like country music, if you like Michael Ray, if you like that. If you like country, check it out. Just give him a shout. Big shouts to Michael Ray. Uh, I, I support him in trying to become a country artist it's hard there's a lot of in the music business in general it's hard to become to it's hard to become a big hit um it's not easy to write a hit you have to really know what you're doing or you just get lucky with some something like cruise from florida georgia line they got extremely lucky it just rides and it feels good you listen to it you want to you want to open a cold beer and listen to it that's that's all you, when i hear cruise i i think of bull I think of booze and a pool. I think of a pool and booze day. That's what I think of when I think of cruise. And you gotta write a song that makes people think of good stuff. And that's what makes a song a hit. 
All right, let's talk more music. Let's go. Let's keep going. Let's talk about Daytona by Pusha T. Now, a lot of you have been asking me, and I knew it, to cover the Drake and Pusha T crap. And I am. Let's. I'll give you my thoughts on that after I talk about Pusha T's album. Again, I review albums on replayability. And this song came with seven songs, just like the few other albums I've talked about today. Um, the songs that I kept are If You Know You Know and What Would Meek Do featuring Kanye West. I really enjoyed these two songs. That's it. Um, I gave it a two out of five stars because it didn't stick out. Uh, it's just not that replayable. These songs are good if you really want to... De- These are more of like a a deep, like, smoking... Like, if you're at a party where people are just high and you're just wanting chill music, this is what you're putting on. Um, yeah, that's all I have to really say about the album. The songs are okay. It That's it. Boom. So, let's talk about this Pusha T and Drake crap, okay? I, I don't want to get into too much of this because it's it's honestly stupid. It's stupid. First of all, Pusha T, why you gotta fire shots at Drake? Because you want to be the guy who fired shots at Drake. That's all you, that's the only reason you did it. You said he doesn't write his own songs. Who cares? More than probably 75% of the people in the music business do not write their own songs. I can't, I can, I can name three people that write their own songs. Taylor Swift, uh, just kidding, I can only name one, Taylor Swift. (laughs) Taylor Swift writes her own music. Now, I'll talk about my thoughts on Taylor Swift another day, but who cares if Drake doesn't write his own music? I doubt all of the music you've recorded, you've written. I guarantee you have a team of people that help you There's no way that you're sitting in your room by yourself writing these songs. I guarantee you have a buddy or a couple people, a manager, producers, whatever, sitting around a table writing with you. I guarantee it. I'm calling you out, Pusha T. You don't write your own music either. Except for maybe this album where you're talking about people who don't write their own music. Who cares? And here's my thoughts on Drake responding. Hey, Drake, how about you be the bigger man and not engage in this child's play? Why Why do you care? Look at Pusha T's album sales and then look at yours. That's all you need to know. That is all this argument needs to be. Hey, Pusha, bring up how many hits you've had in the top 100 chart on Billboard. And then look at how many Drake has had. That's all you need to know. That is it. That's my thoughts on this argument. And then Pusha T releasing another shot at Drake. And then Drake wanting to release another one. Who cares? This is behind the scenes. I guarantee Pusha T and Drake are like, hey, I got an album that just came out. Hey, Pusha, how about you start firing beef at me so people get hyped for my album that drops at the end of June? I guarantee it. That's why Kanye's album, Ye, did so well in the first week. Because... Kanye got on the news for wearing Make America Great Again hats, saying that slavery was a choice, all that crap. Kanye did it for publicity. Okay, maybe he's mentally ill, but who cares? It's all for the monies. You guys need to know that it's all for the money. 
this is just a publicity stunt. And if it's not, then these two artists are just engaging in stupid teenage girl banter. Hang it up. Who cares? Drake has a kid that he doesn't uh, take care of. Who cares? That's Drake's problem. If Drake has really secretly got a kid that he doesn't send money to, that's messed up. But at the same time, it's none of your business to be talking about. Who cares? That's going to be the name of this segment. Who cares? Moving on to more music. There were a couple of new singles this week that came out that I'd like to talk about. One of them, I think this one actually came out last week, but it's called Big Bank, featuring uh, 2 Chains, Big Sean, and Nicki Minaj by YG. This song is going to be a summer hit. That's all I got to say. Listen to Big Bank. going to be a summer hit. Girls Like You featuring Cardi B by Maroon 5. Didn't see that one coming. Uh, Maroon 5, stop featuring rappers in your songs. Especially Cardi B. This song does not work. This song is not good. The only reason I kept it in here in my library is so I remembered to talk about it. Because this song is not good. If you like this song, please talk to me because I need to know what I'm missing. Maroon 5's piece is okay, but it's like, okay, they piggyback. Okay, so they had a hit a few years ago called Payphone with Wiz Khalifa. That song was awesome. Then they had a a song a few years ago with Kendrick Lamar. This song is not good. They had a couple songs with Future and it... Stop it, Maroon 5. What are you doing? Okay, moving on. Let's talk about Florida Georgia Line's new single, which is, which is weird. I don't know why artists do this. They call it a single, but it comes with two songs. It comes with the song Simple, and it comes with a song called Colorado. These songs are freaking hits. This is the next FGL banger summer. Their new album, I anticipate, is going to come out this fall, probably around October. Um, or September, who knows? But these songs are great. Simple is like a happy-go-lucky, like... You know, with a really good message that love isn't hard. It's just you and me. That's 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 what's meant to be. It's um, you just gotta listen to it. I highly recommend it. In Colorado, it's like a nice, like a jam party song, but it's more laid back of a party song. I ha- I highly uh, recommend that you listen to it. Florida Georgia Line is my favorite country band or group or artist or whatever you want to say. So. That's what I have to say. I really like them, and I really like their style. Uh, I know a lot of people don't. Well, uh, who cares? I don't care. That's it for music that I've been listening to this past week. Let's talk about some video game hype. Let's talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. E3 2018 is just around the corner, and I think it starts next Monday. I'm very excited. Um, I know if there's other video gamers out there. I was just telling someone this the other day. I haven't played much video games lately. It's just... You know, Fortnite's kind of been a thing, but at the same time, I don't have time. You know, I'm, I'm working all day, every day. Um, I've been on vacation. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. It's just not been, and, and especially when school's going on, I just don't have the time as much as I did back in the high school or the earlier years of college. I'm trying to wrap up. I'm trying to graduate in a year, and um, it's there's not much time. And when you're an adult and when you're 22 years old, you get invited to do things like sporting events or bar hopping and stuff that honestly is probably more worth it 
than sitting at home playing a video game. But that being said, I love video games. I've played them my whole life, and I'll probably never not play them. They're they're just a passion and something I've always enjoyed. So, screw you, haters. Uh, um, let's talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is the next Assassin's Creed installment in the Assassin's Creed franchise. Um, I assume it comes out in 2019 or maybe fall of this year. Um, we just got Assassin's Creed something <laughs> last year. It was really good. Oh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, it was last year, I think, and it was very good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, we don't know a lot about this Assassin's Creed game. We know that it's going to be talked about at E3. And we know it's going to be set in ancient Greece. So that will be cool. And that's all I have to say. I'm excited to hear more. Another game to talk about is Fallout 76. We recently got a teaser trailer for Fallout 76. I assume we're also going to going to get some uh, information at E3 next week about it. I'm excited. Fallout 4, I played for a good bit. I didn't love it like a lot of people loved it, but I did enjoy it for what it was. I'm excited to see what Fallout 76 is about. We actually have a trailer for this one. I, I believe it's supposed to be taking place before every Fallout game we've gotten so far. Um, so I'm excited to see what we get and what it's about, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. Fallout 76. Let's talk about current events. Now, this last Monday, two days ago or so, was, or two days ago from when I'm recording this, was WWDC 2018. That's Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference. They have one every year, and they talk about software updates for their platforms, whether it's iOS, watchOS, tvOS, macOS, whatever. Um, so here we go. Let's dive into it. I'm just going to give you a brief overview of what's happening because a lot of my listeners may not listen to these conferences and may just hear about these on Twitter or Facebook. Well, here you are. I'm going to give you a summary of it. Here we go. iOS 12 is the new operating system software update, whatever, that your iPad and iPhone are going to be using. Let's talk about some highlights of this. So, iOS 12 is more on what we thought, and it's more about improvements, because the launch of iOS 11 was not ideal. Um, it... It truly didn't launch well. There were a lot of problems, a lot of glitches, a lot of bugs, and it made a lot of people unhappy. So I think these are just refinements and tuning, and iOS 13 is going to be the big one, I think, that's going to introduce a wave of new stuff. And I can't wait for that. But until then, we get these updates. Do Not Disturb is going to be revamped and helped... Uh, it's going to be redone and made better. So you can now set Do Not Disturb when you're heading to bed. That way, I guess you could have done that before, but you can make it so that Do Not Disturb is for like a ser certain period of time. I guess you can say like starting at 12 p.m. or starting at 11 p.m. and ending at 8 a.m. I want Do Not Disturb on. You can also set Do Not Disturb screen time, which makes sure that your phone ah this is this is interesting this is hard to explain uh you can set a screen time on your phone for certain apps you're going to be able to go into this app and see how much time you're spending say you spend 76% of time on your on Instagram per se so you can get in there and you want to say okay every day i want to be able to use Instagram for 1 hour 
That's one hour throughout the day. And when your one hour is up, you will get a bubble at the top of your screen that will say something like, time check, there's five minutes left for Instagram today. And then it, say later you try to relaunch Instagram after your five minutes is up, or after your hour is up, excuse me, it'll tell you, you've used this app too much today. And of course you can dismiss it, it's not like it's gonna block you out from using your apps, but this is more of just a feature that, cause you know, Apple made it clear on stage, they said that society as a whole now, we're glued to our phones. Our lives are on our phones, our friends are on our phones, our family is on our phones, everything we possibly would want is on our phones, and we're losing what it's like to be human and have human interaction. So why not limit, I'm going to do this, why not limit your social media use for the day? Why not? Who cares? I think this is good. I think this is a great idea. I mean, maybe the younger generations might not find it as appealing, but just listen, just just try it. Who cares? Kids nowadays have no idea what it was like to grow up without these electronics. We used to have to play outside. I used to be able to play on the Xbox for maybe an hour and my parents would kick my ass outside. That's how it used to be, but now it's not like that. It's actually quite sad. Sad. Um, uh, you can do this uh, for your kids as well if you're a parent. You can set on your device, you can control how much your kids use. So watch out, kids, if your parents think you're using too much social media. Uh, yeah. Sorry, you're not going to like this, but uh, parents are going to like being able to limit their kids. And they're going to be able to limit, say, past 9 p.m. My kids aren't allowed to Snapchat. And it won't let you... This isn't something you can dismiss. This is something that your parents control. So, haha, sucks to suck, kids. Um... So now Apple is also following in the footsteps of Samsung, introducing um, Memoji. Now Memoji is like an emoji for those iPhone X users like myself. You can use your face to make an emoji come to life, like a dragon or a lion or a pig or whatever. But now you can customize your own emoji that looks just like you. There's tongue detection, so you can make your emoji stick your tongue out. And you can make this emoji look whatever you look like. I highly uh, encourage you to uh, look up YouTube videos of this or pictures of this. It looks so cool. And you can customize what they wear, like a Bitmoji. It seems like Apple's just trying to kill any other app. With that being said, House Party is going to be killed because FaceTime is being allowed to FaceTime freaking 32 people at a time. 32 people. Now, this is also could be a response to, like, Skype. A lot of businesses use Skype as their communication agent. Now, FaceTime, you can th FaceTime 32 people. Why not just group FaceTime everyone that needs to be including in, included in on your meeting? Uh, yeah. That's iOS 12 for the most part. Oh, one of the other good things is Siri... Uh, Let's get to Siri in a second. You can now group notifications on your lock screen. You ever wake up from it from sleeping and you just have like 50 Snapchats and then 50 messages and 50 Instagram likes and 50 this? Well, now notifications on your lock screen and a notification center are going to be grouped together by app. So instead of seeing 50 Snapchat notifications, you're going to see one Snapchat notification with what it looks like pages behind it, like a book. And you're going to be able to click that and it'll expand and it'll show you all of your, uh, your notifications for that app. 
Very cool. Very cool. Also, I recommend you uh, look at this as well. I'm going to link the WWDC conference in the description so you can check that out so you can watch this presentation for yourself. Um, Photos is going to have an update where you can... uh, where Again, Apple is just trying to do stuff that Google Photos does where you can... Uh, it'll show you photos from this day last year. You can search for faces. You can search for this. You can search for that. Google Photos has had this for some time now, probably two or three years. Uh, yeah, so Siri gets an update, but it's not the update we need. Siri, Siri, you are so stupid. Compared to other personal assistants on other devices, you are stupid. Siri suggestions is a thing. Uh, some app actions might think you want to do something based on your usage. A new shortcut app lets you add your own action as well if you want to customize an action, such as a morning option. Say that every morning when you get up, you immediately check the weather, check your calendar, check your podcast to see if anything's been updated. So now you can create this thing where you say, um, so Siri, why don't you launch... Uh, sorry, I can't say the words H-E-Y-S-I-R-I because I have a HomePod and the HomePod will trigger and I start asking me questions and I can't say that those two words without her freaking out at me. So once you say those two words, um, you can say blank blank, uh, sh- use shortcut for morning and then immediately your weather app will pop up, your podcast app will pop up and your calendar thing will pop up again. I'll link this so you can see it demoed. I might not be explaining it as well as I could be. It's pretty cool. Oh, or when you're saying, hey, I'm on my way home, it'll immediately launch Waze or Apple Maps. And speaking of maps, another new feature for iOS is that CarPlay is now going to be using third-party GPS. You can use Apple Maps. You can use Google Maps. You can use Waze. You can use any navigation that you see fit. You are going to be able to use it in CarPlay if you're rich as hell and have a brand new 2018 vehicle. So let's talk a little bit about macOS. So macOS Mojave is the new uh, system name, just as we've gotten uh, Sierra and a High Sierra and uh, whatever. Uh, so now we have Mojave. Mojave comes with a new dark mode. Finally, a new dark mode for the operating system. Uh, let's see here. We have the Mac App Store is getting redesigned. And that's about it. Mac, uh, The Mac update isn't very uh, huge. Again, it's just a few things here and there. The dark update is what makes up pretty much a lot of it. Um, uh, Office 365 is all in Lightroom, CC, and BB Edit. That's... Uh, Sorry, programs like that are going to be added to the Mac App Store so you can finally download Windows profile stuff onto your Mac without having to get a freaking USB drive or whatever and do all this crap to figure it out and whatever. So, yeah, so the Mac App Store is getting redesigned, whatever. Mac OS wasn't really the highlight of everything. This is if you have a um, a Mac also, MacBook, Mac Pro, whatever, Mac Desktop, and it's a free upgrade in September. As well as iOS 12 will be a free upgrade in September. Another free update that comes out in September is Watch OS 5. And they're really taking on the Fitbit. I I mean, who's 
Honestly, who wears Fitbits? Unless you're my aunt and uncle. Um, the watch fitness features are about to become more social with WatchOS 5. Soon you will be able to challenge friends to fitness competitions, get digital rewards, record workouts, um, have smart workouts to know you know the workout that you want to do. There's a new walkie-talkie feature coming to the Apple Watch. Uh, once you grant permission for a contact to send you a message, they can drop in and send you a voice memo. It's kind of like a walkie-talkie. You'll get like a beep, and then you'll be able to say something, and then they'll get it immediately. It's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's basically the highlights of WatchOS. You'll, there are probably going to be a couple new watch faces that come out. They announced a new... Uh, it is Pride Month, so they announced a new uh, gay pride... Uh, colored watch band that actually looks pretty cool you should check it out uh, it looks pretty cool actually I enjoy it and they oh yes that's right they do have a new watch face that has the same colors that are woven into the band like the band is like a rainbow form and it's got like colors like red blue orange yellow green I think and purple that line up around the band and as soon as they hit the watch those same colors go through the watch face so it's pretty cool you should check it out um, so yeah, that's basically watchOS 5. Again, a free update this fall as, as it is every year. And last but not least, we have tvOS and this only applies if you have an Apple TV little thing plugged into your television and I do. So here we go. Uh, you can have, they've finally upgraded the system sound on this thing. You now have Dolby Atmos support coming to the Apple TV, the 4k version at least. Um, and that's it. That's basically everything. I mean, now you're going to also support cable service with Charter Spectrum as well as live news and sports channels on this app. So that pretty much does it for Apple TV uh, OS 2. They didn't really have a name for it, so that's all that is. So that was WWDC 2018 uh, news. Now let's talk about... Uh, a new segment I'm going to introduce. So back in the day, a few years ago, I worked at a grocery store. And naturally, at a grocery store, there were a lot of interactions with customers that I found quite enraging. So what I would do every single day is I would get into my car on my break and I would just rant. And it became like a phenomenon. Like everyone was looking forward to them every day. People would be messaging me like, when are you going to rant today? When are you going to rant today? And it was just a thing. So... I'm bringing it back to a new segment I call Logan Rants. And every week, I'm going to be ranting about a different topic. And I'm going to do my best to make it not sound super negative. I'm going to make it try to make it funny. So let's just see how it goes. So this week's version of Logan Rants is airplane etiquette. So I'm combining this with a segment I thought I was going to do. But this last week I went to Las Vegas and went to uh, visit my grandparents with my cousin Clay. Shout out to them. Shout out to Grandma and Grandpa. Um, we had a great time. Of course, we spent some money, lost some money. That's the Vegas experience, though. That's what you got to do. You got to go with the expectation that you're probably not going to come home with the same amount of money that you left home with. Uh, it was a great experience. I really enjoyed it. I think next week I'm going to talk about my Vegas experience and Vegas tips yeah, how about that? We're going to do Vegas tips as a segment next week. That's good. Cool. So, yeah. So let's talk about airplane etiquette. There are a few things that happened on my flight home 
back to Georgia yesterday that I think I need to comment on. Number one on airplane etiquette, if the fasten your seatbelt sign is on, that means you're supposed to stay in your seat. That doesn't mean that when you're sitting down, you need to be in your seat and buckled up. That means if the fasten your seatbelt sign is on, that usually means the flight crew isn't up and running around, and that means you shouldn't be up and running around. And there was a man sitting a seat in front of me that every 30 minutes would get up to stretch or something. It, it, and it's not a short flight. It's a four-hour flight, so I get you have to stretch, except for the fact that I don't get up to stretch because you don't need to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. Especially because the fasten your seatbelt sign is fa fastened. And the pilot got on the, the intercom a few times to say that we are passing through some patchy areas. There is some turbulence. The wind is bumpy. I recommend. No, not I recommend. You need to stay seated for this time being. I will uh, turn off the fasten your seatbelt symbol when we are through this bumpy patch of air. And this man didn't care. He kept getting up. Dude, sit down. What are you doing? Sit down. Because what's going to happen is we're going to go through a bumpy patch of air. You're going to trip, fall, break your neck. Or not your neck, but your arm. Or you're going to shatter your collarbone or something. And you're going to sue the airline for not having safe passageway. Well, guess what, dipshit? You didn't sit down in your seat when the buckle your seatbelt thing was sitting down. You didn't listen to the pilot, which, by the way, I guess was alerted by the flight crew that this man kept getting up. And he got on the intercom maybe three or four times within 10, 15 minutes telling us to remember to stay seated. And by the last time he got on there, he started sounding like he was really annoyed. And he was just like, when the sign is on, sit the hell down, basically, is what his tone was. So when this sign is up, freaking sit down. Next topic. This freaking mother. This woman, you guys. She was allowing her two-year-old. I assume he was two. I don't know. I can't. It's hard to tell the age of kids. She let her two-year-old son, again, while the fasten your seatbelt sign was on. She let her two-year-old son run up and down the aisles of this plane. Literally. I am not bullshitting you when I say that this kid was running for probably an hour and a half of the flight. Up and down the aisles. And get this. This is all going on. A. While the fasten your seatbelt thing is on. And B. Even when the fasten your seatbelt thing was turned off. When the staff was passing out drinks and snacks. This kid was still running. Are you kidding me? What are you doing, one? Get your kid. And she's like, what's funny about it is that she's just like sitting in her seat, like with her knees on her seat, and she's like watching her kid, and she's like smiling, and she's like so cute. Hey, woman, I'm going to trip your kid, okay? <laughs> I'm going to trip your child if he comes past me one more time. No, of course I wouldn't do that because that would cause a scene. I would probably get in some trouble. The woman would probably beat the hell out of me. And the kid probably would too. The kid looked pretty big for two years old. So here's my point here. And this applies for a lot of things. Because I used to work at a restaurant. And there was a situation one day where the kids were just running around the restaurant. And the parents weren't doing anything about it. 
Hey, listen, parents. Time to stop focusing on yourself. Be a parent. That's the problem here, is that these people are afraid to tell their kids no, and this kid in the waitstaff told the... Oh, God, I'm going to get fired up. I'm, I'm already fired up about it. This mother wouldn't correct her child. Are you kidding me? Woman? Okay, that's it. That's it for this part. Um, and another, uh, another topic. Um, so there was a little girl that sat behind me. And as soon as I saw her, I thought, okay, this always happens. I always sit next to a child and she's going to be crying the whole flight and it's just going to be miserable. Well, no, she wasn't crying the whole flight, so it wasn't that bad. However, she was freaking talking the whole flight. And it wasn't just like, and she was sitting with her dad and her dad was talking to her. And this was clearly her first time on a plane because she was just amazed. So, it this hap- this started about halfway through the flight. And she just started talking. And it, I was just like, okay, she's just talking to her dad about something short. I was wrong. She started talking loudly. Sorry for you headphone users, but she started talking loudly. And she would just keep going. <laughs> the whole time. And eventually I snapped and I went, shh. And my two, the two dudes sit next to me. Luckily I was sitting next to two like college kids. So they laughed because they also felt my pain, but I shushed this little girl. Cause she wouldn't shut up. I mean, call me, call me a mean person. Tell me I don't have patience with kids. I have plenty of patience with kids. I love kids. I can't wait to be a parent one day. Well, I mean, I can wait. So don't get worried about their, out there, mom. Uh, I can wait. So, but this little girl just wouldn't shut up. And I had headphones in turned all the way up and I still could hear her blabbing. And it was just, shut your kid up. Shut your kid up, dude. This all, what's funny about these three things, they all have something in common. How about this? Adults, be a parent, do your job. That is what you are here for. You are supposed to raise your children to be sip I'm get I'm I'm getting off topic here. This is supposed to be airplane etiquette. You're supposed to be respectful to the people around you. You are not the only one on the plane. Now, another airplane problem I have. This this all happened yesterday too. Another airplane thing that happened. As soon as the plane lands, you know, they get on the intercom and they say, okay, now you can turn your phones off airplane mode. You can contact your relatives, see if they're here to pick you up, all that good stuff. Well, this woman that was sitting behind me right next to the little girl immediately got on her cell phone and called her individual. And now that's not a big deal because I know people do it. However, she started talking as loud as as probably a movie theater's surround sound system. This woman was yelling. She was like, she was this old woman, and she was like, yeah, yeah, I landed. She, she had like a thick accent. I don't know where it's from, but I just, yeah, I landed. We're still on the plane. We haven't even put on the brakes yet. We're still on the ground. And she, and she was just loud as hell. And I looked around, and everybody was looking at this woman. And she was like, well, I can't hear you. The, the turbulence of the air. I, she, 
She had this. She was. <laughs> but I. <laughs> this. <laughs> okay. That accent is what's killing me, not the situation. I was really annoyed at the situation, but this one. Hey, the, we're landing. I'll call you later when I get on the airport. Like, she she just had this thick accent. She kind of had like a smoker's voice to her. It was more along the lines of, I'll call you when we get to the airport. And it was just, I was dying. I was laughing, but I was pissed because it was right behind me and she was talking in my ear. So, this has just been... <laughs> so, all in all, the... The, the concept of the plane is for us to get to point A to point B in fast time. So, naturally, we all just want to get to our destination and pray that the plane doesn't go down. And we all do that. And for the most part, the flight was fine except for those four things. The point I'm trying to make here is just be respectful of the people around you. Be respectful. If your kid is running up and down the aisles, not only being an inconvenience to the guests, but the flight staff passing out drinks, what would have happened if the flight staff would have dropped a water on your kid? You would have freaked out at the staff, not your little kid that literally was running in between their legs. Whatever. That is the conclusion I'm making here about airplane etiquette. Every week I am going to be doing a new topic. And actually, I want you, the listeners, to send me requests about stuff I should rant about. It doesn't have to be something that happens to me. It could be something that you guys don't like or something that has happened to you or something that you just want me to discuss. And I will do that. That will be a new segment called Logan Rants. Uh, the meme of the week this week, of course, is Doe. A lot of you might know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, don't sweat it. Dewey is the meme of the week. The vine of the week is... Iridocyclitis. <laughs> I'll put a link in the description for Iridocyclitis. Um, it's the spelling bee where this kid is... This little Indian kid. He's probably not even 10 years old. He gets up on stage and the, the woman's like, Iridocyclitis. And he's like... <clears throat> Iridocyclitis. And it's the funniest thing on the face of the planet. I die every time. Please go check this thing out. I'll put a link in the description. Iridocyclitis is hilarious. And that is episode three of Hold On To Your Butts. Again, if you want to follow me on social networks, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LoganLewis96. You can find me on Snapchat at L-A-L-E-W-96. You can follow the podcast on social networks at the Twitter at Butts Podcast and the Instagram Hold On To Your Butts Pod. All of these links will be in the description or the handles, whatever, not links. But there you have it, folks. That's the podcast. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week and hold on to your butts. <laughs>